Oh, it sounds so good when a bunch of us are doing it, you know? It does sound pretty it, good. <laughs> it, it does. We have to get a, like, a physical recording instead of us just yelling and shouting over my computer as we record this. One of these days, we'll be more, but you more know professional. What, you know what I like about it? They get more creative every time. They do. They do. And you know, yeah. How do? You know, <laughs> they get creative. How did the horns come to be? I thing? decided that there should be horns in the beginning part. You let's get a uh, awful waffle to do those parts. I like how you said awful waffle like they're a real band. Uh, <laughs> they, like you mean the members from awful waffle? Yeah, awful waffle. Yeah, they're not. They're not like an existing band. They're just gonna reunite for us. Middle of August. Well, yeah. if that, I mean, hopefully with everything that's going on, nothing gets changed with those dates. Yeah. Um, hopefully everything. We were supposed to. We're still dealing when, with when the COVID release. Next Tuesday. We come today. All right, a week from today, this episode is being released. Um, the last you, day of the month. The last day of the month. Uh, what do you call it? So, um, yeah, everything going on, I have no idea. But we were supposed to give you guys full lineups by now. Um, I may release just the lineup. I don't know what... I have to talk to the brewery uh, and decide, like, what... I, everything might be on hold in the ideas. I might have to wait. But I can tell you that Kill Lincoln will play. And that Awful Waffle... Well, we'll reunite. Um, what is it? There will be some other reunions. Um, Up fucks will be there. Um, it's gonna be a lot. Uh, I can't go go into all those details right now. But uh, this this episode is kind of like a fun history it's just, episode. It's just because at the end of it, I'm gonna go over a conspiracy. Whoa. Okay. That, like, this, Check on like, your conspiracy friends. They're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that this kind of proves that like this conspiracy is not real. Okay. So. Uh, this is uh, the woman that had Hitler's teeth. It, the woman who held Hitler's teeth. Ah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you want to go through it? And I'm just reading off the article. I didn't like alter it or anything. Where'd you get this article? Um, Vice.com. It oh, was, great. So we know it's a real upstanding article. It was a reference from another, hi- like a history one, from a I very feel, good website. I feel like they smoke pot and then <laughs> read things and then write articles. That's <laughs> how, how they write articles at Vice. Okay. So, in the days following the end of World War II, translator Elna... I can't pronounce her last name. Okay. Was tasked with a bizarre job, protecting a jewelry box containing the only irrefutable proof of Hitler's death. She had a box that had Hitler's, like the evidence that Hitler died. Yes. Besides his body, because we have It's his teeth. Yeah, but we have his body. Let's just read the article. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When, When we hear the name Hitler, we don't often think about his cavities. Given the towering history of World War II, it's odd to consider its architects as real human beings. With bad breath and stomach trouble... um, I would imagine he had uh, bad breath. Shoes that hurt, compressed spines, and artificial teeth. Hitler, for all that he was portrayed, was an archetype of evil. Was also a man of flesh and blood who eventually became a corpse. And... I mean, he is the basis for um, Arch Enemy. Like, he is the... I don't think people had, like, a basis for supervillains mm-hmm. before they Hitler was a person. 
And when he died, proof of his death was carried through the ruins of Berlin, Berlin by a young woman who found herself thrust into some, into some of strangest and most strangely human moments of the end of the war. During the spring of 1954, Elna Kagan was 25-year-old war widow working as a German translator with the Soviet Red Army. Born a well-off family of Moscow Jews, she had been a literature student and young mother when the war broke out. Her husband, an intellectual writer, was killed early in the conflict, and Kagan said, says she enlisted with the army as ways to feed her daughter. So she joined the army to, to get paid, I guess, to yeah. just like survive? Yeah. Okay. Her knowledge of German proved essential for interrogating prisoners, but her most memorable task be began on April 29, 1945, when she was assigned to a team of three charged with finding Hitler, dead or alive. Wasn't everybody trying to find Hitler dead or alive? Probably. Yeah. It was like kind of a universal thing. We're all looking for Hitler you know, at that time. Yeah. Her memoir of her day, her war days, first published as Berlin Notes in a Soviet literature magazine in 1965, provided the world with the first details about how Hitler's body had been found and identified. A fuller version of her memoir went on to appear in more than 10 languages, but has never been published in English, aside from sex sections in obscure journals and... can't pronounce that word either. <laughs> some place. Yes, some writing place. In her writings, Kagan, who later changed her name to... There's a lot of letters that don't go together for the English language. <laughs> Spell it out. R-Z-H-E-V-S-K-A-Y-A. <laughs> Just throwing letters in a box and shaking them. What the fuck is that all about? That's not a name. In honor. Yeah. yeah you just throw yeah, dice. Yeah, you're rolling on the dice at letters. this point. That's not You're throwing out Scrabble letters. What the? Yeah, seriously, straight up, bro. What the fuck is that bullshit? You got no vowels. You got nothing oh, in there. Like, like no basis of any language. There's vowels in there, but yeah. They don't go together, though. <laughs> they don't go together. No, it's not. You've got to retry that name. In wow. honor of the city of Rezhev, which is R-Z-H-E-V. Okay. Where she first experienced the full extent of the war, describes her compassion for the captured German soldiers, many bar barely adults, their bloodshot eyes wild with terror, and for the German women who were treated as were booty. She writes of orphans and cows wandering the bombed-out streets, soldiers getting drunk on the fine wines left by the fleeting Nazis, a Russian telegraphist trying on Eve Braun's long white evening dress. Is she, so, is she referring to like when the Russians were fighting the Germans and taking back? Yeah. Okay, because I, like, in high school, I didn't know this much, but, like, that's the part they don't talk about, um obviously we didn't really win the war. Like mm -hmm. the Ger the Russians beat a lot of what the Germans, they did a lot of the killing and the fighting and stuff. And what we did is we dropped two fucking bombs on a country and showed people what the fuck is up. All right. And that's like what made us win. But like a lot of what the G Russians did is when they came into an area and they pushed away the Germans, whatever was left there, they pillaged and raped. Mm -hmm. You know, like straight up. And there was a, a Holocaust survivor uh, that came to my high school and she was like attacked by Russian soldiers. Um, 
and like had to dress as like an old woman and stuff when she was like really young so they wouldn't bother her and crap like that and like she was never in the camps she just like was trying to survive in this area where the Russians had taken back and fought the Germans. Piccolo's fighting professor underneath Kyle's door. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. The cats had been doing adorable things literally the whole time we're recording the podcast. <laughs> professor was like playing with a ball and being all super cute, and I was trying to be dis- not distracted by it. But it's it's unending adorableness going on. And I'm the most time. easily distracted out of all of us by it. Yeah, I saw the smile on your face and didn't understand why, but now I get it. But yeah, yeah they're fighting between a door. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So where are we on the on the story? So she, was... she her, what she wrote about, and she also wrote about what it was like to walk around carrying Hitler's teeth. So this bitch is saying that she's got Hitler's teeth. Yeah. And that's the proof that Hitler's dead. Which Aside the fact that we found to... Hitler's body. Yeah, it's going to get to it. Okay. I know it's a long article. <laughs> it's just I know we found Hitler's body. That's why. When she was given the teeth on May 8th, eight days after Hitler's death, when they were placed in a red jewelry box for her safekeeping, she said, I don't know where they found the box. She wrote in the latest version of her recollections, Memoirs of Wartime Interpreter, a translated extract of which was provided by her literary, literary agency to Broadly. It was old, dark claret in color with a soft satin lining inside, the kind of box made for perfumes for cheap jewelry. That entire day was infused with the sense of approaching victory, and it was a great burden to carry this box around the whole time, feeling a rush of cold inside at the thought that I might accidentally forget it somewhere. The box weighed heavy on me. It oppressed me. The day she refers to, May 8th, was the day Germany signed an act of surrender, and much of the world erupted in celebration. Really? That was the day they surrendered? Mm Mm-hmm. What day was that? May 8th. May 8th? Fuck. It was also the day of Hitler's autopsy at a makeshift morgue in a clinic in Butch. See, that's the part that starts a lot of the controversy. Is they didn't they did it really quick, mm-hmm. and they kind of like said fuck it when they did it because they wanted to hang him. Like I don't know if you know much about like when they caught him, but when they they like they knew he was in this bunker in this one building. And they surrounded the building and they were like literally banging like sticks like a fucking crazy mob outside. And they were like, we're going to burn this motherfucker. And he knew. He was like, fuck. And he was down there with his mistress and he took a cyanide pill with her. He made her take it first and then he took one. And then he died. And then we found his body in like a bunker underneath. But they, I think they still fucking hanged it. I think they still like jerked his body around and did some fucked up shit. <laughs> well, yeah, Hitler. Yeah, everybody got a few stabs because they were. Yeah. Hitler. No, because they discussed that the the autopsy didn't bring up any of the bruises that the body clearly had. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, because fuck that dude, right? Yeah. Like, fuck that dude hard. Like, let's dig up his body and piss on it now. Yeah. On the northwest outskirts of Berlin. She reports that she didn't come to too close to the roughly made out crates with their awful awful black remains inside, but she describes the difficult search for Hitler's body, rife with confusion and false positives. Hitler had committed suicide in his bunker beneath the chancellery on April thirtieth, nineteen forty five, and asked his asides to burn his body until nothing remained. He didn't want his body to to be displayed in some Moscow waxworks. <laughs> He declared, or in a spectacle arranged by Jews, 
but the Soviets remained unaware of his fate until the next day when General Hans, Hans Krebs ex exited the bunker and as part of a failed attempt to no negotiate an armicide, informed the Soviet commander that Hitler was dead. Because they didn't realize he was dead in the bunker for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know that. They were like, they thought he was in there, kind of like they thought they could negotiate him coming out because they wanted to bring him to trial too. Understandably. <laughs> it would have been sick if they got to bring him the trial. Oh, that would have been sick. <laughs> Several days later, a Soviet soldier found the half-charred bodies of a man and woman buried inside a shell crater near the bunker's emergency exit. He noticed the tip of a gray blanket peeking out from the crater, which matched descriptions produced by interrogating the few aides who remained in the bunker of the blanket in which Hitler and Eva Braun's corpse have been wrapped. The bodies were accompanied by two dogs, later identified as Hitler's beloved Blondie and one of her pups. Surrounding the dead were several dark-colored medicine files, pages of handwriting, money, and the metal medallion that read, Let me be with you forever. Really? I didn't know about the medallion. I knew I knew, I knew that that was his mistress. I knew about the dogs. I know he's a vegetarian. Um, and other few weird things about him. He's a meth head. Crazy meth head. German man. No, like crazy method. Yeah. <laughs> he used to make uh, his uh, maids time him. He would stand outside his room and they would time him as he would run into the room, get changed, and come back out. And like he tried to beat his best time every day. <laughs> oh, that's he, awesome. Yeah, because he was such a crazy method, dude. Soviets packed their remains into two wooden crates and she and her team accompanied them to the morgue in Butch. Hitler's aut autopsy was directed by Colonel. Fost, can't pronounce those Something words. Something crazy, German. Yeah, but performed by a woman, Major Anna, another crazy name. Way to represent the ladies. <laughs> she noted that the corpse was badly carbonized, giving off the odor of burnt meat, and only the jaws remained relatively unscathed. The doctors pried the bones loose, and then she was given the claret-colored box. Teeth are like signatures, no teeth. Two people have the same set. Unlike signatures, they are hard to forge. They've been used to identify bodies in criminal trials since the mid-19th century, and the Soviet doctors knew that Hitler's jaw would be key to providing his death, proving his death to the world. After the autopsy arrived midnight, she, her team heard news of German surrender on the radio. Silently, we poured wine, she writes. She's just going on about that. She's just going on about his teeth? No, about how they were excited that Germany surrendered. Yeah, fuck them. Those dudes were douchebags. When dawn broke the next morning, she and her team set off to search for anyone with information about Hitler's mouth. Driving through what re remained of Berlin's roads, dotted with collapsed buildings and thick with refugees, they found a still-functioning hospital where they asked a doctor for the name of Hitler's dentist. The doctor had no clue, but he directed them to a famous... Larry Jollingist. Larry I don't know how to guys. pronounce that word. Larry Jollingist. <laughs> That's how it looks to is. me, though. Something with teeth. So, like a dentist? Not quite. <laughs> Dude, imagine being such a piece of shit that you're like, people don't even like your dentist. Like, yo, that's Hitler's dentist. Like, I'm like, fuck it, it, like Hitler's dentist, dude. You're like, fuck Hitler's dentist. Yeah. Dentist. He's Take like, him out. I'm like, fuck that guy. Imagine being such a piece of shit that, like, people don't even like your dentist, dude. Yeah. 
I agree that. <laughs> I agree with that. They just hate people that are associated with you. <laughs> like, oh, that guy, that's, 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 uh, you know, he bags, uh, fucking Hitler's groceries. Fuck that Oh, dude. fuck that fucking guy. <laughs> Take him out. Take him out. I like that. Take him closer, dude. Take him out. It's a laryngologist. A laryngologist? I just found the thing to pronounce fuck it. Fuck. What is a laryngologist? <laughs> a physician specializing in laryngology. <laughs> that does not answer my question. Or the question in general. <laughs> a branch of medical de- dealing, a branch of medicine dealing with diseases of the larynx and it looks like something measles. That must be something part of my body I don't understand. Yeah. Why it's, is there so many parts, man? It's the intelligently modified... designed my asshole. I make like seven parts. I would have like I don't mean like the front, the back, the bottom, the top. That's like four, right there. Sides, that's like what five. It's the yeah. modified upper part of the respiratory passage of air. <laughs> this man's counting over here. Like, <laughs> he's counting. He's count- I had up to six. Tip, the yeah, I don't. Pie. I didn't say the tip. I don't know what you talk about. You said, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> just a <the> tip. <laughs> Dirty minds just go places. This man had treated Hitler. A boo, boo that man. Student- boo. Student working Ooh. at a clinic knew the name of Hitler's dentist, Professor Blaschke. That's what it kick looks like. His knees in. <laughs> and climbed into her car to direct them to his dental office on to one kick of his knees in. Berlin's poshest streets. There, an, a doctor emerged wearing a red ribbon in his buttonhole, a sign of welcome and solidarity with the Russians. Ah, time he, to kick his knees in. <laughs> <laughs> He explained that Hitler's dentist had fled, but his dental assistant, however you pronounce her name, lived just a few doors down. Good enough. (laughs) Hosserman walked in wearing a blue coat. She describes her as a tall, attractive woman in her mid-30s, blonde hair escaping a scarf tied around her head. Always got to describe the ladies in the, hi- in the history stuff. They're always they very detailed about the ladies. They're like, hmm, yeah, blue dress, this and that. They go, the way she wore her hair. Us assholes, nothing. You get handsome at the most. That's all you get. Upon seeing the Russians, she began to weep. She had been raped by Soviet soldiers before and had to be convinced this group was friendly. Once calmed, she was asked to describe her memory of Hitler's teeth. What? <laughs> Can you call your memory of Hitler's teeth? The location of his crowns and a sawn through upper left bridge matched the teeth in the jewelry box. But her team needed much further proof. I feel like if you're working on like Hitler's teeth, you're like you're really gonna remember it. I disagree. Because all teeth look the same to me. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna They're pretty gross. I'm gonna be like, you know what these teeth were? Not in a skull. <laughs> That's what they looked like. They were not in a face. That's that was the big di- the big difference for me. Hosserman led them to a tiny mildew dental <laughs> office in Hitler's bunker where she produced Hitler's dental x rays. The images, the placement of roof canal fittings, sightings of bone baked breakdown, unusual bridges, confirmed that the body found in the rubble outside the Chancery had belonged to Hitler. A dental technician named Fritz, who had worked in the same laboratory as Hosserman, had created crowns and bridges for both Hitler and Eva Braun, verified the findings. This motherfucker was making shit for Hitler, and now he's squealing on Hitler. <laughs> Some bullshit. Later, when she asked. 
<laughs> Later, when she asked Hosserman why she had remained in Berlin instead of pleading alongside her boss, the dental assistant replied that she had lost contact with her fiancé and wanted to stay in Berlin so he would be able to find her. So he can get them teeth. She also had buried a bunch of dresses outside the city, saving them what? from the bombs and flames, and wanted to stay close to them. Interesting. <laughs> After the war, Hosserman would be deported to the Soviet Union to spend 10 years in Russian labor camps. Her crime, having helped sustain a egregious regime through dental work. Because she's a dentist? Yeah. Okay. That's the weak claim there. They could have at least came up with something. Nothing would have been better than that. Like literally saying like, why is she rest? I don't know. Cause I felt like it like would have been a better answer. than, <laughs> than uh, she's a dentist. <laughs> Like, that's not even a legit claim. Is that the end of the article? Basically, the rest of it, Stalin gets involved. They Stalin gets involved? <laughs> I, I like how you said it nonchalantly. You're like, Stalin gets yeah, involved, Stalin you know. Involved. Yeah. He's always poking his face yeah, in everything. That's Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Stalin? Guys need help? Good. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys are all atheists, right? All right, all right, good, good. Right. Communism, communism. <laughs> no, uh, no more Stalin stuff. He, um, they buried the box in the woods to hide it from Stalin. The box with the dresses. The teeth. Oh, the box. <laughs> Why does Stalin want the teeth? <laughs> Because he didn't want to be, like, said that um, Hitler was actually dead. He didn't want the proof to be shown that Hitler was dead, so he can continue to, like, basically say, I have an enemy. Oh. <coughs> that tricky, tricky old Stalin with his enemies. Oh, knocking. Lamar Dower? No, I don't think so. You hear that? I heard that. I heard it. So after Stalin tried to stop it, um... She was determined that the, <laughs> that the world should know the truth, still alive at the age of 95, and resided in Moscow, where she's an accomplished writer with several memoirs and six war novels to her credit. What? She, six war novels? She says she batted state censorship for years before publishing her accounts of the war's last days. By the will of fate, she writes, I came to take part in assuring that Hitler was, un was unable to achieve his final objective of disappearing, turning into a myth. I mean, I guess he would prefer that. Yeah. There is rumors that he traveled to Antarctica and then fought us in a war and went to the center of the earth. But I, I mean, believe what you want. <laughs> you know, you know, that's how the world works sometimes. <laughs> So uh, that was the Hitler. What is it? The woman that stole Hitler's teeth, or the Hitler. woman that held Hitler's teeth? I think she stole them. Um, I think she was given them. I think she's full I don't of think it. She wanted them. I think mm -hmm. the Hitler's dead. Who's so. want Hitler? Yeah, I got Hitler's. I teeth. mean, unless she was a Nazi, get the fuck out on sword. Yeah, yeah, that's never a good reason. You to ever want seen Hitler's, Hitler's teeth, teeth, motherfucker? I got. If you, <laughs> if I could get Hitler's teeth, I would get them. So, uh, is there anything else we want to add before we uh, brush off to yeah. our, our next shit? Yeah, um, Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah, yeah, definitely fuck off with uh, with Hitler's teeth. Also, uh, <laughs> never mind. All right. I forgot what I was going to say. He forgets. All right, see you guys next time.
Horns. Only posers don't listen. Bye.